Luke chapter 15, verse number 17, speaks of a heart of an individual that had lost account of his own self. He had wandered away from his own self. He had wandered away from what he knew was good. What he knew was right. He drifted away. He made a choice. He made a choice that looked good on the surface, but he found that this choice he made has brought him disgust. It has brought him hurt. It has brought him isolation. It has brought him sadness. He might could hear songs in a distance, but these songs just doesn't do what they used to do while he's at a distance from himself. I want to preach this morning on the thought for just a little while about have you come to yourself lately? Have you come to yourself lately? Even the born-again believer sometimes drifts from themselves, from what God's done in their heart, from what God's done in their life, from what God speaks to their heart and speaks to their life. We tend to drift away from that that we know is good and that that we know is right. And maybe we don't go all the way into the foreign country and maybe we don't go all the way into a foreign land and maybe we don't go as far as uh, feeding the swine and not having anything to eat but when we do drift to that point we're headed in that direction but have you come to yourself lately have you come to the place where Jesus is your everything Jesus is your breath he is your joy I feel a strong spirit of conviction in the house this morning. Hallelujah. And I cherish the opportunity to be in church when conviction shows up. But conviction will do me no good if I don't honor that conviction. If I don't honor that conviction and yield to what it's speaking to my heart, so I, I got under conviction up here in the corner to go in this direction. So, uh, Sister Pearlie, I'm going to honor that conviction. I'll feel a lot better when I get out by just honoring it and, and yielding to the conviction of the Holy Ghost. I was reminded of uh, what a pastor friend told me a few days ago, and, and it just made me want to shout. The past the evangelist uh, of the morning got up to preach and told him, he said, I'm just going to have to lay my notes down. He said, somebody's in the house that's been running from God for a long, long time. And God's a beckoning you to come home. And I don't remember what all he said he said. 
But the pastor sitting on the front row and said there's a family sitting behind him. Said all of a sudden the man behind him jumped up and said, It's me, it's me you're talking about. He come to himself. He said, I've been running from God for 30-something years. It's me. You know what the rest of the story is. He didn't just acknowledge it's me and go out the door and go home and eat lunch. But he found an altar to lay over and to say, yes, Lord, I acknowledge it's me that has wandered from the Lord. It's me that's been in the pig pen for 30-something years. And I was reminded of the book of Acts in chapter 2. How the Holy Ghost was poured out upon those about 120 that was gathered there. And how that Peter preached and told him that you crucified the Lord. And the conviction of the Holy Ghost come into that building. And Peter never had to give the first altar call. He never gave an altar call. Read it in the Bible. And I've asked myself the question, where did the altar call come from? Why do we have to succumb to giving an altar call when the Holy Ghost will prick hearts and cause them to rise up and say, it's me, it's me that's standing in the need of prayer. I'm waiting on the Lord this morning to touch somebody's heart that's in this house that will acknowledge knowledge. It's me. It's me that the Lord is dealing with. And they rose up in the day of Pentecost and they asked, they said, what must we do to be saved? But I'd venture to say this morning that there's folks in the house that wouldn't have to ask that question. You already know what to do. You've already been there before and you know what to do. So I'd say, do it. Do it. What you know you need to do, just simply do it. In the name of Jesus, do it. When you get ready to do it, we'll do it with you. Hallelujah. Come to yourself. How can you come to yourself? How can you... How is that? Does, is that producing a spirit of selfishness? That sister was talking about the, the spirit of things in the world and in the church today. It boils down to a spirit of selfishness. But I'm not talking about a spirit of selfishness when I say come to yourself. I'm saying come to what you know. Come to grips with reality of what's going on in your heart. What's going on in your mind right now. Come on. Face the facts. Face the facts. We have to do that when we get a little age on us, don't we, folks? Come on here. Amen. I'm not as young as I used to be. But I'm not going to let that stop me. I understand why I slow down sometimes. But I'm not going to let it stop me. I come to grips with reality. and But I keep on going. I thought of preaching a message. And one day I might. Who knows? 
might turn around and preach it here sometimes. Uh, I thought about Caleb, how that uh, uh, 40 years later, he's 80 years old. Uh, he says, give me that mountain. I remember that mountain I saw way back 40 years ago. Uh, I'm 80 years old, uh, but I'm just as strong as I ever was. Uh, I thought about preaching. Uh, uh, I'm not old and don't tell me any different. I, I think that was what it was. I don't think I'm old, so don't confuse me. That's what it was. I don't think I'm old, so don't confuse me. Anybody in the house get discouraged? And you understand it's just a trick of the devil to slow you down in your walk with God? Look at him and say, or look at somebody and say, Look, I'm not troubled. Now don't confuse me. There may be trouble in my way, trouble crossing my path, but I'm not going to let it trouble me. I'm not going to let it pull me down. I'm not going to let it tear up this good time I'm having in Jesus. I'm not going to let it tear up this joy that's in the depths of my soul. I'm not going to let it smother out the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. The peace of God that passes all understanding. The love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy ghost I'm not going to let it smother me out I'm going to come to myself I know that God is real I know his power is real I know he's almighty I know he's everything and I know my biggest problem is just an opportunity for him praise the Lord this young man he said, and when he and it said, and when he came to himself, he said, when he came to himself, he began to talk to himself. Hmm? He's not talking to the pigs, <laughs> and the owner the citizen of that country that he's joined himself with, he ain't down there amongst the swine's nastiness and filthiness. He sent him down there. But when he came to himself, he began to talk to himself. Have you talked to yourself lately? Well, I have, but they, they make fun of me. They said he wakes up in a new world every day and we catch him talking to himself. It'd do you some good to talk to yourself because when you talk to somebody else, they may not understand where you're at, but you understand. You know exactly everything that's going on. In your heart and life. You may not configure it out. But you know it's there. He come to himself. You ever talk to yourself? Let's see. Do I want to do this or that? Look at a menu at the restaurant. Hmm. Under your breath. You're not talking out loud. But sometimes folks talk out loud. Hmm. Do I want. Some do it this way. Do I want the ribeye? Or do I want the chicken? Some do it like this. 
do I want the $10 plate or the $5 plate? That's how I look at a menu. But you're talking to yourself. And when you talk to yourself, you can reason with yourself. I talked to this brother about some things and may not be able to reason if he don't understand. If he don't gather about what I'm talking about. It may, but if I talk to myself about it, I know where I'm going with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know where I'm going with it when I'm talking to myself. And he said, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to eat and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Self, you need to pay attention. You wandered off in your fantasy land and had a good time for a season and now you smell like a pig. And it ain't one sitting in a frying pan or on top of a grill. It's one in the midst of the muck and the mire and the slime. How many hired servants has my father got? And they got bread enough to eat? And to share with somebody else. And I perish with hunger. I perish with hunger. I perish with hunger. I decay. I waste away. I'm wasting. He's talking to himself because he's come to himself. He's come to reality and he's having a council meeting with himself. I come to one of those when the Lord was calling me to preach. I feel like sharing this with you. And I said, Lord, I know I was talking to the Lord Yet I'm talking to myself too. I know you've called me to preach, but you got to let my wife know. She don't know this. She don't think this fellow that don't hardly uh, know what to say when he stands up to testify would ever be called to preach. She don't think the fellow strumming, strumming the guitar for he opens his mouth, sing a song. Surely God's not calling on him to preach. And she thought, Lord, I've seen, we've seen many through the years that thought there's called to preach and that calling was not upon them and they blundered and they got discouraged and they fizzled out. Lord, I don't want that to happen to my husband. So I really don't, I think the devil's just messing with him. I said to myself, I've got to find a way to let my wife know. Y'all see I came to myself. I arrived and had a meeting with myself. This may sound silly but dig into it. It's deep. 
I come to myself and said, I've got to find a way to let her know. I done told her I think the Lord's calling me to preach. And she done lived in the pastor's home for years. And she thought, enough of that. <laughs> no, it's not that she didn't appreciate being, but she thought, Lord, just give me a good wholeness, boy. We'll get married and live happily ever after. Because she come through some hard times as a pastor's youngin. She knows how, and maybe it's not been this way. I don't believe, I don't sense it ever been around here. But uh, there's places, some of you know what I'm talking about. They smile at you on Sunday, but they roast you at lunch. She knew that. And the, and the life of a pastor from place to place, being rejected, shunned, talked about, not listened to, not paid heed to. Surely God's just called him to teach Sunday school. I said, come to myself, Lord. I, I've got to figure out a way for her to know. So then I took it to the Lord. When you come to yourself, you decide you need to get a solution for the problem or circumstance that's going on in your life. Then you take it to the Lord. You have your council meeting, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to tell God about it. So I did. And maybe to make a long story short, we're in meeting one night, and the Holy Ghost is moving. I'm sitting about where we're good to see the Sutherlands, Florida Sutherlands. I got some friends in Tennessee that Sutherlands too. So I keep them separated on my phone like that. But sitting about that place, the Holy Ghost had moved in the house. That same Holy Ghost that's still right here this morning. <laughs> Glory to God. And I'd been worshiping the Lord and walking around praising the Lord. And my wife was sitting down with her hand down like this, praising the Lord and praying. And the evangelist of the night, we only knew him casually. He knew we was the pastor's son-in-law and daughter, and that's about it. He didn't know what's going on in our lives, but since I had a meeting with myself and I carried the results of the meeting to God, God knew exactly what to do and how to take care of it. So while I was standing there, this brother came, and he laid his hands on me, began to speak in tongues. Then the Holy Ghost began to prophesy through him or, or, or respond through him. He said, I have called you, I've heard your prayer, and I've answered it. I didn't need that as much as Sister Morgan needed that. Because I'd done come to the conclusion that call is on my life. And so she asked me at church, I'm a little slow sometimes. I think things out before I say them. And after church, we'd put the daughter to bed, and we're sitting around the table talking. And she said, what you think about the, what the Holy Ghost said tonight? I said, what you think? She said, I won't argue with the Holy Ghost. She never really argued with me, but she just said, I just don't know. Yeah, I admit the Lord's done a work on me. Because <laughs> I ain't nervous right now at all, but you could have known me many years ago. But I just let it settle and soak in her mind a few days. And then I come around and I told her, I said, God answered my prayer. 
That was all he said. I've heard your prayer. He spoke to me right there. Then he said to confirm for her, I have called you. He said, I've called you. That was for her to hear that. Then he said to me, I've heard your prayer and I've answered it. You believe God still does stuff like that? When we come to ourselves and we come to the conclusion we've got to get some help. We've got to do something and we take the conclusion of our meeting to God. So this young man, he met with himself. He said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He's already talking to God about the conclusion of his meeting when he says, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And so he arose after coming to himself. And he sees the conclusion of the conversation. He does something about it. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, when he come to himself, he decided what he was going to say when he got to the father. When you come to yourself, you'll already know what you're going to say. When you get in this altar, you'll already know. You'll already know. Church, would you bow your heads? Ask God to move in a marvelous way right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Would you move upon every heart. Every life. You visited us Lord this morning like you do many times. But this morning. Is a special time for somebody. To come to themselves. To come to conclusion. They need to bring something to God. I pray, Lord, you'll give them courage. Give them strength. Give them whatever they need to come out of their pew. Come to an altar. And just give everything to the Father. Knowing the Father is waiting with open arms. Open arms, open arms. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus 
on behalf of the needs that are present this morning that are out to be fixed by obedience and submission to the heart of God. In the name of Jesus, would you stand? Holy. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was a yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father, can you say that with me this morning, but? The father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, not just any robe, but the best robe, put it on him, the father's got a robe this morning, he said, to the servants get the best robe I believe it's the book of Mark Jesus is presented as the servant Jesus told the disciples basically you got to be willing to serve that's how he was and I believe as much as Jesus serves the Holy Ghost serves. I believe the Father is speaking to the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Godhead. Get the best robe. Get the best robe. Hold it up. Spread it out. Get it ready to wrap around my boy. Might be my girl. <clears throat> Servants. Go get the best robe. Don't get that used one. Don't get that second rate one. Get the best robe. Somebody need the warmth of the best robe this morning. Church, are you praying? I got something to say to you here a little bit. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. You've been stripped of the robe of royalty. 
You've been stripped of the robe of goodness and mercy. You might even be here this morning and try to act like you got the robe on. But your nakedness is showing this morning. Your nakedness that the robe is not on you is showing right now. God sees it. Come to yourself. Have a quick meeting. And then bring the conclusion to God. <laughs> bring the best robe. Bring the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his finger, on his hand. And shoes on his feet. The ring of royalty, the signifying he is the king's son. And shoes on his feet. He's no barefooted stepchild. He's no barefooted stranger. He belongs in this house. That's me, preacher. I've been running from God for 30-something years. Holy God. Would you admit we're preaching to you this morning? Come on here. The Lord's dealing with your heart. Tears are wanting to swell up in your eyes. But you're fighting them. Fighting them. Fighting them. Oh pride, I detest you. Oh spirit of arrogancy, I detest you. Spirit of procrastination, that says, I'll wait for a more convenient season. I detest you. I abhor you. Let go of that child. Let go of that heart. Let go of that soul. Let's see a robe wrapped around somebody. Holy God. Go get it for him. I want him back in the house. If that ain't all, we're going to eat. We're going to eat. <laughs> Hear the knock on the door. Jesus wants to come in. Come to yourself. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He lives. He lives. He lives. He was lost. I didn't know exactly where he was, but I heard. He had wasted everything, but I still love him. I didn't know where he was, but I heard he'd blasphemed the Father's house, but I still love him. I don't know where he was, but I knew 
the state he had traveled in, he has to be hurting. Sir, ma'am, you've got to be hurting. Listen to this preacher. You've got to be hurting. You've got to be hurting. Admit it. Come to yourself. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. And I know that hurting people hurt people. And I don't want to hurt nobody else. And I don't want to hurt myself no more. See the light? See the light at the Father's house. I've never been this homesick before. There's a table spread. I want to go eat. Somebody is going to have to take this home with them if you don't deal with it this morning. And you'll be leaning on the mercy of God if you get another opportunity to attend to it. You hear me? God looked upon man in the days of Noah and he saw the wickedness of man. And he said, my spirit will not always strive with flesh. Yet 120 years, if I understand it right, Noah preached and built for 120 years. They had their opportunity. I'm preaching I'm building. But I don't know that I'll have 120 years with this one. You'll have to deal with it. And it'd be up to God's mercy. If you have another opportunity. Can you give me an E flat? Mercy's door is open. Why today? Jesus said there is no other way. We You can live with him forever. Serve him while you may. But don't let that door of mercy close on you. Don't let that door. You're in E flat. E flat. You want to do this, go to A flat. You want to do that, go to B flat. Don't let that door. A flat. Of mercy close on you. Don't don't let that door of mercy close on you. You can live with him forever. Serve him while you may. Don't let that door of mercy. That door's open this morning. Would you hear him? Would you come to yourself?
Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands toward heaven, church, and surrender? Lord, we pray your divine will. Your divine will, Lord. I don't know much else to do. I've obeyed the Lord. I've obeyed the Lord this morning. He's pulling on somebody's heart. It may be who you suspect and it may be somebody you totally don't even consider that God's dealing with. So don't get any apprehensions and look to your neighbor think it's them when it might be you. It may be you. It may be you. Just as much as I tried to sing that song and I couldn't quite get it. You've tried to sing a song of peace in your mind and heart, but you've ended up the same way. You just can't get it. Because the harmony is missing between you and the Lord. The harmony was missing between me and Brother David. I promise you we could get it together after a while, but we'd have to get together. And you can get the harmony with you and God. You can get it right, but you're going to have to get together with Him. Would you hear Him? Would you hear Him? Who'd be the first one to come? Who'd be the first one to come say, whether it's me or not, I sure want to make sure. That everything's all right with me. Here's one. Is there another? I want to make sure everything's all right. I've come to myself. I've come to a conclusion. I need Jesus more than I need anything else. I need Jesus. Would you come while others are coming? Here's your prop opportunity. When's the last time you came? Y'all listen to me real good. When's the last time you come to this altar and you wasn't coming to pray for somebody else but just coming for your own need? Many come to pray with others but they never come to say, Lord, search me out. Search me out. How about this morning to be a good time to do that?